Thanks for downloading this BGSM podcast. My name is Liam West, and I'm a sport and exercise medicine registrar in Australia and a member of the BGSM editorial team. It's my great pleasure to introduce Dr. Osman Ahmed, a senior lecturer for the sports therapy course at Bournemouth University, a physiotherapist in the Football Association for their para football program, and head of medical at the International Federation of Cerebral Palsy Football. In addition to all of these roles, he's also a senior associate editor at the BGSM, co-leading the patient voices section of the journal alongside Tracy Blake, an area that we're going to delve into today. So thanks for coming on to the podcast, Osman. Thanks for having me on, Liam. Why is it important to involve patients in research and when should we involve them? I think I'll probably spin that question back around and say, why wouldn't you want to involve patients um, when designing research? I think there's so many different ways that you can interact and partner with patients in order to improve your research in sport and exercise medicine. I think an initial way to do that is to consult with patients as partners at the earliest stage of study design. So whenever you're thinking about undertaking some research, have a chat with patients or athletes that have got that condition and invite them on board as part of that research journey. Developing the project with the patients will help you to get feasibility about whether the study is a good idea. As researchers and clinicians, quite often we think that we know it all. We've read some papers, uh, we've treated some patients, so we are the experts in that thing. Now, I'd argue that a paradigm's a bit flawed and that engaging and partnering with people that have lived those conditions, that have been through the processes that you're looking to try and help, is the best way to try and answer that research question. So if you can get a patient on board as part of the research team as a partner, as an equal, that will certainly help to steer the project in the right way early on. So as well as partnering with the patient from the beginning of the research journey, it is possible to involve patients all the way through your research trial. So once you've got the idea set in conjunction with the patient, you can then also develop the project with them and then involve patients in contextualizing an analysis of results as well, and also hopefully co-author with patients and encourage them to disseminate findings with you. Now, that can be involving patients as co-authors on publications, inviting patients to conferences with you to share the findings, either on platform presentations or poster presentations, and also trying to get a wider dissemination through engaging better with patients. So for example, partnering with patients will help because you're able to go to patient advisory groups and speak to them and share your findings with the people that are the key stakeholders, the patients with those conditions. So I think that involving patients, I think as part of that as well, factoring costs is important into your study design. So to buy out patient time to do this is something that a lot of research advisory bodies are encouraging at an early stage as well, so that these costs are factored into any grant proposals that you put in. And certainly in the UK, I know they're quite hot on that as well. One other thing that I've become aware of, and I think is quite important, is our terminology as well. I've, I've said patient partnership quite a lot, and I think that term partnership is key. Patient engagement and patient involvement comes across slightly hierarchical and patronising, I think. And certainly from speaking to some patient advisory groups, I know that's a shift that they're trying to make. So talking about patient partnership rather than patient involvement. Now, longer term, it'd be great to see if there was some economic analysis and some peer-reviewed studies that have shown the impact and the benefit of using patient partnership in sport and exercise medicine studies. And hopefully in, I don't know, five to 10 years time, we'll have that evidence base to back up this kind of shift in terms of how we're involving patients in our research. It's pretty powerful stuff. I think I'm on board already. And I think most of our listeners will be pretty happy that we've got you at the BGSM leading this with Dr. Blake. So are there any examples of where this is currently working well in medicine or sports medicine? 
Yeah, certainly in the wider uh, sphere of medicine in the UK, the NIHR have got their patient and public involvement and engagement strategy. Now, if you have a look online, they've got a series of excellent resources that will help any researchers looking to learn more about this. From a BJSM perspective, we've taken a lot of our influence and ideas from the British Medical Journal. Now, they're really leading the way from a research perspective in terms of patient partnership. Dr. Tessa Richards, who's a senior editor at the BMJ, has been a fantastic mentor for me in that regard. And the BMJ series, which is called What Your Patient Is Thinking, inspired our own BJSM series. Now, what they've done there is they've taken the patient as the sole author and encouraged patients to submit pieces about any aspect of their own clinical care or um, medical condition or lived experiences. And they published that within the BMJ, which again is a really good way for clinicians to understand more about what our patients are going through and ultimately lead to improved care for them. The BMJ also have a patient and public involvement statement. So what they encourage is every submission to the journal to uh, provide a statement about how they have involved patient or public in their study design. So that's another way to show that researchers are engaging with patients and the general public as part of their research. Now, further afield over in America, the Stanford Medicine X series is something that I certainly look up to. They're an organization that really has taken patient partnership to the next level. Their conference series that they run involve patients on the planning committee. They get patients reviewing abstracts coming through. They have patients that are keynotes at the conference. They have patient co-presenters. Uh, it literally is embedded all the way through the conference. So I went out there in September and it's phenomenal to see how they do that. And it really is a benchmark, I think, for other conferences to look up to. One particular thing that I think is really nice is that they work with conference funders to organise patient scholarships. So they will pay for patients to travel and stay at conferences to involve them at different levels of the conference series, whether it's presenters or whether it's just as attendees that are able to find out more about different conditions and also to ask questions and engage with the speakers. I think it's a perfect example, really, of how conferences could be and arguably should be, and hopefully in sport and exercise medicine, will move towards that model in years to come. And one other thing that I think is really important is potential economic savings. Now, there's not many studies out there, but one study from a couple of years ago looked at oncology development drugs, and they did some modeling looking at the potential savings in terms of involving patients at early stages of study design, and whether that then led to a reduction of amending protocols for the uh, drugs trials, and whether that increased enrollment or not. Now, this modeling did show that that had the potential for leading to savings of up to eight figures. So we're talking the tens of millions of dollars in terms of involving patients in study design. So although we haven't got those sort of statistics for sport and exercise medicine at the moment, I'm hopeful that if we do do that, we'll see some substantial improvements in terms of the quality of research and ultimately the impact that our research has on patients in sport and exercise medicine. What's the first step for the sport and exercise medicine research community that might be listening to this podcast? I think it'd probably be to identify an athlete or patient early and involve them as part of the research group and partner with them in that regard. I think involving them to be as candid as possible about your research as well. So you probably do really want some clear and honest feedback at the early stage to make sure that the research that you're doing is going to benefit their fellow patients ultimately. So that involves a lot of listening. And we as the medical community, I think we, we think we're good at listening. I think in some instances we are, but I think we could be a lot better 
in other instances as well. And I think this is probably one example of that. As well as involving patients at this stage and partnering with them, I think avoiding any tokenism is quite important as well. I've seen the phrase doing research with patients rather than doing research to patients a few times. I think that's quite important. I think if we're researching with patients for the benefit of patients, that can be a good thing. And I think it will increase the quality of the research and hopefully the clinical utility of that as well. Another step that I could probably direct people towards that's relatively straightforward, I think, is to involve and encourage patients as co-authors. And certainly the JOSPT have been doing that pretty well. And I've seen the editorial, a couple of pieces in there as well. And certainly the British Journal of Sports Medicine, we, we've done that. I think that's a nice way to really show that a patient is part and an equal of the research team. Just for the listener that doesn't know, the JOSPT, what's that stand for? Journal of Orthopaedic Sports and Physical Therapy. Let's put the spotlight back on ourselves as a shameless plug. Can you give us some examples of the work the BGSM is doing within this space? Uh, yeah, for sure. So big first of all, big thanks to Dr. Tracy Blake, who's series co-lead, and also Dr. Stephen Griffin recently, who's been helping us with some of the BJSM patient voices pieces. So essentially, it's a hybrid of what the BMJ have done with your with their What Your Patient Is Thinking series. So they're single person perspective pieces in the BJSM on a range of clinical topics. So we've so far published pieces on, I think, transitioning out of sports, recovery from neck surgery chronic pain and how we clinicians deal with that, uh, return to sport following total hip replacement. So we tried to get patients to submit pieces to us on a wide range of topics. Now, within each piece, it's all written in the first person perspective. Uh, the patient is the only author of this piece. Obviously, clinicians and the editorial staff work on the piece to try and refine it as best as possible. But it is ultimately the patient's voice that's hopefully coming through each of these pieces. We did launch editorial with Jermaine Defoe, who's an English professional footballer at Glasgow Rangers. And it was great, obviously, to start off with a high profile athlete as part of that. But the majority of our pieces have been recreational and sort of sub-elite athletes that have been writing these pieces. So all of them are written in a lay-friendly format. So it's all the patient voices coming through and each of them has take-home points for the clinicians. So what we're hoping from the series is that any clinicians reading the pieces will then see the key things that came through from that patient and hopefully that will help impact and alter their approaches to that treatment in the future. We have had lots of submissions and we are really keen for more. So if you're listening to this and you've got a patient that has been going through a either difficult time or an unusual time, or they've got a story that you think would be worth sharing to the wider community, it'd be great for you to help direct them towards this series and either um, submit the piece on their behalf or help them to submit it themselves. Please have a look at the BJSM website for that and find out more information. Yeah, that's great. And um, we'll put a link for all the listeners in the podcast blurb. I guess we can't keep the spotlight on ourselves for too long. Are there any other bright spots out there pushing the envelope for patient engagement within the research and learning spaces in sport and exercise medicine? Yeah, I think um, when you look at sport and exercise medicine conferences, there's certainly been a couple in recent years that have tried to do that. So the Arsenal FC SEM conference that's held um, over in England, they've had some patient engagement in that. So they've involved patients as part of the panels there. 
And I know Sports Congress in Denmark last month did that. I didn't attend myself, unfortunately. I'd love to go there one day. But um, some colleagues that I know that went there said that there was two handball players, I think. And as part of that panel, they did they did really, really well. And that was very well received. I know. Another one as well is Isokinetic. So this year, their theme of their conference is the player's voice. So I think they're trying to adopt a lot of the patient partner principles and have patients embedded at all levels of the conference there. So that should be really interesting to see how that's done. It seems like that's going to be quite a wide uh, reaching attempt to involve players and patients in that. I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. Thank you very much for your time, Osman, on a really important subject for the sports and exercise medicine community. Thank you, Liam. Thanks for choosing this BDSM podcast. You can head to the BDSM website to see more patient voice pieces and hopefully Osman has inspired you to engage your patients to share their stories. As ever, you can interact with the BDSM through the normal social media channels. I hope you get to have a physically active day.